0: Christmas. <laughs> so we're in continuing our series Christmas playlist, and this is actually the final week of it. Um, and, and each week we've had different songs that may be on our personal Christmas playlist. And, and in week one, we kind of we we looked at the hope that Jesus brings. We looked at the hope in in the midst of all chaos. Jesus still brings hope. And our hope's not in any government. Our hope is only found in Jesus. And then in week two, we looked at how Jesus was ushering in this new home. And by Jesus coming to earth, he brought in the new kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. And began the reign as our Messiah and as our king. And then last week, we talked about how Jesus brings peace. And if you don't know Jesus, you don't know peace. And of course, this week's song, now we have done it a little differently. This week, you actually already heard the song. And some of y'all might be saying, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, really, Pastor? Well, yeah, really. And the reason why is I think of it like this. Man, I'm sometimes a Grinch. Especially this time of the year. I mean, think about it. I'm tired of Christmas carols. I'm tired of of Christmas trees and Santa Claus and holiday cheer. I'm tired of all of this because we've had it since before Halloween. So we've been dealing with this since before Halloween. It's kind of like I'm done. I'm ready to put it all away. And what is a crying shame if you ever noticed when you were Christmas shopping, especially if you did in that final week? there are stores that already have out Valentine's things. Christmas isn't even past, and they're already pushing Valentine's. And and unfortunately, you know, I'm kind of grinchy when it comes to this whole what society has made Christmas. And I can't be alone. I'm sure there's someone in this room that's also feeling a little grinchy. Or maybe someone who joined us for church online may be feeling a little grinchy. As a matter of fact, hey, real quick. Let's give it up for those watching church online. Hey, we appreciate you guys being here today. And, and, you know, as I was saying, you know, sometimes we just maybe you feel the same way. Maybe, Maybe you're ready to put it all away. You're ready to take down the lights, get rid of stockings and just move on. Get rid of them lawn decorations so that your grass can actually be cut again. You know, And so sometimes I think we end up in Grinch mode around Christmas. But I also picked the song for another reason. If you know the story of how the Grinch stole, uh, stole Christmas, it's actually an amazing storyline. It's an amazing storyline from beginning to the end, and I'm going to touch on that in the sermon, so I'm not going to get into it right now. And not only did I pick a song that you may not think is Christmas, but even the scripture that I've picked for today, most of the times is omitted in the Christmas story. However, if you really look at the Christmas story, the event that we're going to talk about today more than likely happened before the wise men showed up. Because if you actually look at scripture, Herod talked about killing, well, killed all the males two years and younger in the city of Bethlehem. So it's very possible the wise men didn't come to almost two years after the birth of Jesus. But yet today's scripture will skip past and will include the wise men, but we won't include the scripture today. And today I want you to understand, I think that we're going to see that the birth of Christ has given us the opportunity to have transformed hearts, minds, and actions Because Jesus' birth ushered in a new era that would reveal the hearts of people and affect all of humanity. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Luke chapter 2. If you don't have a Bible with you, don't worry, there's one in the back of the pew in front of you. Or as always, it will be up on the screen. And we're going to be in Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 35. So let's dig in. And when the days of their purification, according to the laws of Moses, were finished, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male will be dedicated to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice, according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. Praised God and said, Now, Master, you can dismiss your servant in peace, as you promised, for my eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared it in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and glory to your people, Israel. His father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and told his mother Mary, Indeed. This child is destined to cause the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed and a sword will pierce your own soul that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. So Heavenly Father, as we dig into your story and into your word this morning, Lord, Lord, we ask that you open up our hearts, that they will be full. Open our ears that we may hear your voice. And, Lord, may your words be my words. May your name be glorified through it all. We'll make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. So, so this passage highlights the family trip to Jerusalem. So they're being obedient to what the law told them, and, and they're taking their firstborn son, and this would have actually been eight days after the birth of Jesus. So eight days after his birth, the family's doing what they're supposed to do, and, and they go to Jerusalem, And then we see Simeon. And the Bible says that he was a faithful man. He was was filled with the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit had spoken to him and had promised him he would not die until he saw the Messiah. The Spirit then moves him. He's inside the temple. And as soon as the parents bring in Jesus, the Spirit lets him know, there's your Messiah. There is the one I told you about. Simeon's heart becomes what? It becomes full. He is full. He is ready. He is now starts praising the Lord and even says he's ready to leave because his promise has been fulfilled. Our promise has been fulfilled also. The Messiah has come so that we may have life and that our hearts can be full. What's interesting is not only did he bless Mary and Joseph, but then he also told them that their child would be a victory and ruin for many. And unfortunately, we all know people who were ruined by the name of Jesus. We know people who haven't accepted Jesus. We know people who don't believe in Jesus and, and refuse to believe in Jesus. He can change our lives. He has changed our lives for good, and there's other people that they won't accept them so they'll never have that heart change. They're just so stuck that they won't do it. And unfortunately, those are the ones that we need to continually pray for and continually speak to and remember that we've had a transformation and we need to show our transformation to others. See, Jesus came to transform the world. He came to bring transformation. And if you think about the, the story, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, it's this holiday classic. It's been reimagined over film, it's, you know, from cartoons to characters actually playing it. And the story is actually, like I said, quite amazing. And in the popular song, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, you know, I saw some of you out there singing it. Uh, I didn't want to make Mike and Andre have to sing this song because it is definitely a hard song to sing. Andre wanted to sing it. She was down for it. She said she could, she could be the Grinch. <laughs> but when you look at the story, the, the, the song talks about how mean the Grinch was. And unfortunately, I think every one of us has that same Grinch feature inside of us where we could have that mean streak. And, And the Grinch hated Christmas. He hated it so much that he wanted to go ahead and get rid of all the presents, all the Christmas trees, all the food. He took everything out of the Who's house. And the Who's wake up on Christmas morning, and with everything missing, nothing around, they still found joy. See, they knew the meaning of Christmas, And they still went out to the square. They joined hands and they sang. And and then when you notice it, it, you know, the Grinch realizes that Christmas is more than something in a box. And it says his heart grew three times its size. He had a transformed heart. On Christmas Day, when the Who's, didn't worry about not having gifts, didn't worry about not having food, Christmas trees, any of that stuff, and they still worshiped together, they did it right. They did it so right that the Grinch who wanted no part in Christmas had a heart transformation. That's what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to transform our hearts and to transform the hearts in this world He didn't didn't come to have us conform to some religious belief system or some religiosity. He came for us to have a personal relationship with him. He didn't come for us to follow rules and regulations and tradition. He came for each and every one of us as individuals. He came to turn our hearts of sin, our hearts of stone, into hearts of flesh. And he came so that we could be new in what we do. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it actually says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. Christmas is all about something new. It's about doing something new. It's about getting something new. You think about it, many of you this morning probably got up and you unwrapped something new. Well, maybe you did it last night on Christmas Eve. You unwrapped something new. And, and all of us like new things. Think about when you get a new car. There's something about that new car smell, isn't there? Yeah, and you want to try and keep that new car smell as long as possible. And then the dogs get in it, or the kids get in it, or if something happens. You spill your first cup of coffee in it, and all of a sudden that smell's gone. But think about anything new you get. Isn't there something fun about unwrapping stuff? You get a new phone and you you pull that plastic off. And there's something about doing that because guess what? It's yours. New appliances. You get that blue tape you got to pull off of it. And and there's something about doing that because you have realized how new it is. And, And guess what? You're not the only one who likes something new. Your friends and family like things new also. Each one of us. As believers in Christ, have become a new creation, and we are something new. See, he transformed our hearts. We've all had a heart transplant, and we've been transformed. And I want to encourage you, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you haven't had that heart transformation yet, what a better day. As we come to celebrate his birthday, we come because of him we celebrate Christmas. So if you don't know him and you haven't had that heart transformation, what a better day than today to have that transformation and to accept him as your Lord and Savior and allow him to start transforming your life from the inside out. See, unfortunately, when when Jesus lived here on earth, uh, many people totally missed the point. The, The Jews were looking for this conquering king that was going to be like a King David. They they wanted to see someone come into power and, and rule like a government official. Jesus didn't come to gain the government. Jesus came to gain the lost. He came to be here for us so that humanity would no longer be in war with one another, that we would actually have this transformed or new heart And there's new outlook on life. Because way too many times we get caught up with what society says. And and we'll actually take what society's doing and and, and spiritualize it to make it sound like we're doing something spiritual when all we're doing is keeping up with the world. You know, we'll, we'll try and we worry about our finances. We worry about how we look, what things are. We worry about all these things that make no sense. Jesus worries about your heart. He worries about your heart being transformed and that you live your life for him. It's not about the new car. It's not about the new stove. It's not about the new pressure washer. By the way, yes, I got a pressure washer for Christmas. (laughs) It's kind of like a woman getting a vacuum. But anyways, I wanted it, so I got it. Anyways, (laughs) so so it's it's about that transformation that we have and, and being who he called us to be. Because it's too easy to get sucked up into the world. It's too easy to get sucked up and do what society wants us to do and think we have this perfect relationship that society says we should have. Society doesn't know what a perfect relationship is because that perfect relationship can only be found through Jesus. It can't be found through anything else. No government's ever going to bring us peace. The only person that will ever bring us peace is Jesus. The only person that can ever transform us from the inside out is Jesus. Lord knows we'll try and do it. We'll look at the latest diaphad next year, New Year's Day. We're all going to make resolutions. They're going to last for like two, three days. Don't make a resolution to go to the gym every day because guess what? It's going to be packed because everyone else made the same resolution. Wait till a couple weeks after the first of the year, then start going to the gym because it'll be empty again. But but we do all these things to try and keep up with the world when all we really need to do is keep up with Jesus. When we accepted Jesus, every one of us got a new job. And you may be thinking, Pastor, I'm retired. I don't have a job. Yes, you do. Everyone who's a believer in Jesus Christ has a job to do what? Go and make disciples. To go and tell it on the mountain. That's what we're called to do. We're called to go tell people about the heart transformation that we had and what Jesus has done in our life. Y'all get that? That's your job. It's not your secular job. It's not what you do to get paid. Yes, that's a great thing. God can use that. But at the same time, while you're doing that, you need to tell people about Jesus. Tell people about that heart transformation that you've had, about what he's done in your life, what he's still doing in your life, Because the world needs a heart transformation. The world is a dark place, and and, and they need to understand and know what he's done in our life. He needs to know we've had that heart transplant. Just like the Grinch, we need to have our heart transplant. The world we live in is a dark place, and John 1.9 says that Jesus, is the true light that gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the world over 2,000 years ago. We celebrate that today because he is the light of the world and light transforms darkness. Light transforms darkness. And as we talk about this whole transformation, think about darkness can't swallow light. Darkness is actually the the. Darkness is actually the omittance of light. There's no light. We need to be the light. If Jesus came to be the light of the world and we're Jesus' followers, we need to be what? We need to be the light in the darkness. We need to have that be open and honest and shine our lights. Shine our lights into this darkness and transform that darkness into light. You know, see, unfortunately, it's easy for us as believers to, in the nonprofit world, they call it mission drift. And what happens in in nonprofit organizations is, you know, they've got this mission that they go by. And, and over time, what happens is you kind of lose focus on the mission, and, and they kind of drift away from the mission slowly. And, and every time I think of drifting, I think of a boat. You think of a boat out in the water and and it's not tethered down and what happens? It starts to drift. And it'll either go out to sea or maybe it'll go ahead and hit the shore and it'll wreck. But now think of us as believers if we have a mission drift. If we have a mission drift, we're going away from what God's word tells us to do. We're moving away from that heart transformation and we're moving to more of what the world may want us to do. We're moving from the light, we're moving to the darkness, and we'll try and play it off. You know, we wear this mask that, oh, uh, when we're around our Christian brothers and sisters, well, how do you do? But then on the other side, when we're not around them, we're doing things we probably shouldn't be doing. You know, maybe we're going to websites we shouldn't be going to. Maybe we're taking drugs or drinking or doing something that we shouldn't be doing, but we'll wear a mask Around our Christian brothers and sisters. We come into church for that hour and 15 minutes and praise the Lord, and then we go out and we do exactly against what God's word calls us to do. So you gotta ask yourself, has that heart really been transformed? You gotta make a difference, you gotta do what it calls you to do, and allow Him to transform your heart. Guess what? Heart surgery is not easy. Recovery from heart surgery is not easy. Recovery from our life in the world to do what God called us to do is not an easy thing to do. It takes time and there's struggles involved with it. The mission of Jesus has never changed. Don't let your mission change. Be who he called you to be Understand, through the atoning work of Christ, God's able to change us inwardly and give us new hearts, give us new minds, and outwardly through what we do in our actions. So he changes us from the inside out. And you know what? Everyone in this room has a testimony. Every one of us has a testimony, and I would encourage you to share your testimony with those you come in contact with. Share your failures. You may still be failing today. Share that failure with a brother or sister in Christ. Because ultimately when we take that time together as brothers and sisters in Christ, it isn't about who's more spiritual. It's not about, oh, I'm more holier than thou. It's got nothing to do with that. We're here to build each other up, to be with each other, to help each other through whatever we may be going through, and be there to disciple each other. But we'll get so caught up on trying to be holier than now. We want to be, oh, I'm closer to God than that person. Thank God I'm not like the tax collector. Because every one of us has a little bit of Pharisee inside of us. Be who God called you to be. Look at your brothers and sisters in Christ for exactly who they are. They are people who had a heart transformation just like you. And in some cases, that heart transformation will change from who they were to who they now are like that. In other cases, it's a process. Some people, it may be a couple years. Some people, it may be the rest of their life. It's different for everybody. Be there for your brothers and sisters and help them as they walk through this heart transformation. Because understand, God... Is the source of all freedom and growth. We're on this earth to bear, bear spiritual fruit. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you should be bearing spiritual fruit. It's how you show your faith. But now here's the kicker. We're all a different tree. So all of our fruits are different. Every one of us bears different fruit than somebody else. Be the individual that God called you to be bear the fruit, have that heart transformation, and change not only your life, but be in that transformation business. You know someone who needs a heart transplant. You know someone who needs to know Jesus. Be a heart transformation agent in your life. Go out there, do what he called you to do. Because remember, if we didn't learn anything else this week, remember the birth of Christ has given us the opportunity to have transformed hearts, minds, and actions. Because Jesus' birth ushered in a new era that will reveal the hearts of people and affect all of humanity. As I said, some of us are the Grinch. We got that nice mean mug right now, right? We're we're, we're like, Pastor, well, your message kind of brought a smile, but I'm still mean mugging. All of us are Grinches from down and then. But you know what? Maybe you just need that heart transformation. Maybe you need to turn that frown upside down. And instead of being the Grinch, and instead of being the old Grinch, why not be the new Grinch? As your heart's been transformed, his heart grew three times larger. How much larger has your heart grown? Have you really seen the transformation in your own life? We're called to be different. We came here today to celebrate his birth. It's his birthday. What a better day to either say, you know what? I need to make Jesus my Lord and Savior or, what a better, even better day to renew your commitment to Him. See, we've all been a Grinch. We've all taken that time and we've all been mean, even to fellow Christians. And, and maybe this year is the time that you got to look at I, I need to have that transformation. And, you know, I, I accepted Jesus a long time ago and man, I was on fire. I was on fire, but I've kind of slipped. I've kind of let the world take a hold of me. I've kind of been caught in these worldly things, and and I need to renew my commitment to Jesus. I need to renew that relationship so that I can bear the fruit that He's got for me to bear. Or maybe you here and you've never accepted Jesus, and you're thinking, man. Pastor, you don't know my story. Guess what? I don't. But he does. And I know people's story inside this room that would probably shock many of you. And they're in this room with transformed hearts. They're in this room because they finally hit that bottom and said, Lord, I need you. And he transformed their hearts see God's word says that we're all sinners and we all fall short of glory of God everyone in this room is a sinner including me every one of us falls short of glory of God, even me but God showed his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us that's love Every sin you've ever done in your life, he died for it. The sin you did this morning, he died for it. The sin you're going to do this afternoon and moving forward, he died for that sin already. That's how much he loved you. And God's word says if you, can, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's where that transformation starts. That's when that heart starts to grow. That's when you can go from being the Grinch to being the person that God called you to be, have that heart transplant, and allow your heart to grow three times bigger. The Grinch realized his mistake after his heart grew, and he gave everything back. It's time for us to realize our mistakes in our life and give everything back to Jesus. And if you're doing something today that goes against God's word, make it today the day that you say, I'm stopping. He has died on a cross for me. I worship him each and every day. And I need to stop doing what the world says is okay because God's word says it's not. And I'm going to be obedient and have a transformed heart. So during this final song, maybe you need to come up and do that. You can come up here, kneel at the altar. I'll be standing over to the side. If it's renewing your relationship with the Lord, come up here and give it to him. Ask him to give you that heart transplant. Ask him to, you know, maybe some valves got clogged and they need to be opened up. I don't know what it is, but you do, and so does he. Don't leave here today without making it right with our Heavenly Father. Remember, you took communion this morning. There's a self-examination that went with it. He wants to transform your heart. Allow him to do that. Amen? Heavenly Father, we come to you today, and on your birthday, we celebrate you. Lord, we thank you for everything you've done in our lives. And Lord, how we're able to take even things of this world and show you in them. Lord, most people would not think of how the Grinch stole Christmas as a story about you. But Lord, what most people don't know is Dr. Seuss was actually a Christian. And, and Lord, as he wrote How the Grinch Stole Christmas, it was exactly for the purpose that it was. That it's not about what comes in a box. It's not about what comes from a store. Christmas is about something so much more. So Lord, allow us to be your servants. Allow us to bear the fruit that you've called us to bear. And Lord, transform our hearts so that we may be more like you. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for joining us here today at FBC Lantana for Church Online, and 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 if if you enjoyed what you saw today, I'd just like to ask you to.